Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What is up, all you rockers, rockettes, and everything in between? You have joined us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back to the show, all of our eager and uh, uh, very, very uh, uh, enthusiastic crowd, I would say. Our audience, uh, we love our audience. Very enthusiastic. Keeps the chatter going. Uh, We love uh, hearing about it. Got a lot to talk about tonight. But if it's your first time here, let me break it down. We are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. And we do it one track at a time, nearing the end, I might add. But I am your co-host, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. And I know Corey is ready to just uh, get right into all of this because we've got a lot to talk about, don't we, Corey? We've got a ton to talk about. Uh, I'm just getting off a uh, uh, high. I just saw Kiss uh, for the you second did. time here a couple nights ago. Had a wonderful time. Uh, also, I got to meet up uh, with a good friend of ours, fellow podcaster extraordinaire, Kevin Brown. Uh, Kevin Brown. At, yeah, at a Denny's in, in Saskatoon. I have photo proof uh, of said meeting. There it is right there. <laughs> me, me and Kevin. He, he, he's just a wee fella. Uh, they're Still always after his lucky charms, yeah. But uh, we we had a great uh, great breakfast at Denny's and uh, a really super terrific guy and a fantastic podcaster. Uh, everybody, go go check out Kevin, all of his fantastic shows. He's lurking in the chat here tonight because everyone is just so excited. Uh, we're we're following up an amazing guest last week and Kelsey with another amazing guest here tonight. Mark Meyer, take it away. Well, we often get told on many occasions that we are not uh, we're not experts on the band Van Halen and we are not rock historians. Why should anyone even listen to us? And my rebuttal to that is, well, we never claimed to be experts. We never claimed to be historians. You're listening just because we're fucking entertaining. That's why you're listening. However, every once in a while, we like to pull in a ringer and uh, usually those ringers are the experts and who better to be the expert of all things Van Halen than our guests and a frequenter of the show, uh, honoree panelist Eric Sinich from the Van Halen News Desk himself. Welcome back to the show, Eric. Good to have you. Guys, great to be back. I see uh, Mark's got some nice Christmas lights behind him. No, those are just mood lights. You mood lights? Oh, it looks like Christmas lights. (laughs) Corey's got the Kiss shirt. That's cool, man. You and Kevin... Kevin Met up, that's cool. Yeah, I, I couldn't convince him to to come to the Kiss show. Uh, he he's definitely not a fan. But uh, we we met up the next day. I gotta tell you, uh, Kiss takes a lot of shit. They still put on a hell of a show. Uh, we sure had a, a great great yeah. time. I took I would my hope so. Yeah, took my fifteen year old daughter and and she loved it. Uh, she only knew two songs, but uh, sang along with those two songs as loud as she could. And had a fantastic time. So awesome. if you get a chance, they only got like a dozen shows left. Uh, they're gonna stream their last one on a pay per view. But I would highly recommend everybody check out Kiss. Look, they they've they've claimed this before like fifteen different times. It's like this is it. This is our farewell oh, farewell it, tour. Here's the thing. It, I I think it's the farewell tour for Gene and for Paul. Will they play uh, again? Absolutely. 
Uh, they're already talking about having KISS tribute bands in different sectors of the world. So Japan will get a Japanese KISS. America will have an American one. Canada will have a Canadian one. So the KISS brand is never going to die. There's going to be tons of, of, but you know, like the KISS cruise, Gene and Paul are going to play. Uh, you know, they'll oh, do sure, one off. Sure. Maybe they'll do the fucking sphere. Who knows? But for an actual touring entity for these four, I think this is it. They could keep it going, really. I mean, it's uh, because of their gimmick, because of their look. I mean, it, it lends itself to be, uh, you know, replicated and like keep the legacy alive, if you will. And then uh, you could replace members with newer members. Hell, if Gene really wants to, his hubris knows no bounds. He could get his son, Nick to take over uh, his spots, you know, dress him up like the demon, have him on bass and vocals and, uh, you know, and on and on and on it goes. Just judging from uh, the mindset of Gene Simmons and how, you know, capitalistic he is, it wouldn't shock me if that's uh, what happens with the the Kiss brand, as you say. So though they are faring the well, finally, for the last time, uh, at least for Gene and Paul, this won't be the end of Kiss. You can never get rid of Kiss. Kiss is forever. Um, which uh, I wish we could say the same about our beloved Van Halen. Uh, Unfortunately, not so much. However, I am going to throw it to Eric because uh, it seems as if uh, there is a little bit of steam left within the tank of the uh, Van Halen engine. Can you let us know? We're going to go straight to the source. We usually cut to Corey for Van Halen news, and he gets it right from the news desk. You're here. I'm just going to ask you, man. Tell us what is going on. What is the big thing happening in Van Halen news right now? This is a good week for Van Halen fans, especially if you're a Sammy era fan. Sammy announced the Best of All Worlds tour with Joe Satriani on guitar. And he's got Michael Anthony with him. He's got uh, Joe Satriani. and He's got Jason Bonham on drums. Essentially, it's it's, uh, chicken foot. uh, But instead of Chad Smith on drums, it's Jason Bonham. But the other big difference is that the set list is going to be really primarily Van Halen. I think maybe five, five or six songs non-Van Halen related. You know, Sammy Solo, maybe a Chicken Foot song. Uh, but most of it is going to be Van Halen. And they announced the news on uh, Howard Stern yesterday. Uh, and they did play a handful of songs. I just put those up. A few hours ago, short and sweet, just put the videos up. You guys can judge for yourselves. Now, at this point now, they haven't done a a whole lot of rehearsing. So I think even Sammy said no rehearsing at all prior to the show. So, but give it a listen. I mean, it, it, this is great news. And I know Sammy was teasing this announcement and Michael Anthony had been, uh, they kept saying there's going to be something big for the Van Halen fans that's coming. And this is it. So the tour, the itinerary is uh, on bhnd.com they are coming around my way i don't know if they're going to be uh in nashville but, yeah uh, i think they they are in nashville bridgestone arena okay. yeah they'll be here yeah. so they're, they're coming my way bridgeport connecticut july 24th uh canada though nothing yet Corey. hopefully toronto I but I, I, I we're already oh, planning a, I'm, I'm planning a family vacation to toronto ironically enough that same week that, that Sammy's going to be playing there. I just rearranged the dates when I saw the Toronto date drop. I've already been in contact with the uh, Bo hosts from the Bogus Otis show. Cool. Uh, about, you know, maybe hanging out with them at said show. But, uh, uh, yeah, tickets went on sale today, the pre-sale. Uh, it's selling okay. really well in Toronto already. I, I thought about maybe flying to Nashville and catching it with Mark. I thought about maybe flying to Vegas and catching with Scott Haskin. And I thought about taking a family vacation to Toronto. So I still haven't really settled on which of the three options I'm going to do, but I, I got to go and see this show. 
you're, you're talking, you know, 20 some Van Halen songs uh, with Joe Satriani, Jason Bonham, Sammy Hager, Michael Anthony. Like that's, that's bucket list type shit right there. So oh, I'm yeah. definitely going to try and catch yes. a show. Yes. They're talking, finish what you started 5150, which is one of the all time classic non hits from the Van Hagar era. Uh, Best of both worlds, pound cake uh, right now. Good enough. He's going to do Eagles fly. Even some Dave and stuff. More. Yeah. Well, he that's yeah. well. Mike's going to do the Dave stuff, and they've invited Dave. They invited yeah. <laughs> Dave, and they invited Al, and uh, we'll see. But hey, this I'll, is as good as you know. This is as good as it's. Good. It's interesting because that training was a, was planned for the tribute tour with Alex, uh, and and then it was supposed to be I think Sam and Dave. They were trying to put something together, or maybe it was just Dave at the time, but. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Satriani, you know. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say. You're, you're right, Jeff. Uh, the Mean Street intro, he, he, Satriani was, but that just shows you how great Eddie is, you know. Satriani yeah. was kind of struggling with Mean Street. If you want to, you could, you could play it. Uh, they uh they did you did mention that uh they hadn't rehearsed yet so you know give give joe give joe a break because chances are uh he just uh played it on a whim because you know the song was in his head so he's like oh i could probably like look at my fretboard and figure it out if he didn't get it perfect on the first try we can forgive him for that it's joe satriani um not to uh not to bring the mood down because this is exciting news this is really cool um and i Obviously, since they're coming to Nashville, I have an obligation to go to this show. Like, why wouldn't I go? So that's going to be fun. But I want to put it to you guys out there and lurkers, you too, chime in. Is this possibly you did mention, Eric, that they uh, they invited Dave out. They invited Al out and we'll see. Do you think this is in poor taste of doing this Um, just on, I guess, on the side of Sammy? Because it seems like this is, you know, Sammy putting this thing together. Um, and with, uh, with Al being pretty, pretty determined to just not do uh, Van Halen anymore and likely probably just not play anymore. We don't know, but, uh, do you think putting this show together and doing this era uh, and even some of the Dave era without, uh, without Eddie there, without Al there, um, you think this is in bad taste in any, any sort of way? I don't see it that way. I guess it all depends on how you look at it. A lot of the a lot of the comments uh, fr- from people at VHND is, "Oh, this is just a money grab for Sammy." I, I just I feel like this is just something that he's doing it for the fans, Chaz. I think he's doing it for the fans because I think he gets at this point now that he's given up on the possibility of of an official tribute that's going to happen, and there's a demand now for Van Halen because Eddie's gone, and a lot of people wanted this tribute whether it be a tour or at least a show or two, and it didn't happen. So I, I just think he's doing it. He doesn't need the money. We know that. He's doing it because it's. I think it's the right thing to do. It's either this or nothing at all. And right. unfortunately, you know, you're know, you not going to get the full Dave experience. You're going to get some songs with, with Mike. But I just, to me, hey, let, let's do it. You know, I mean, if people don't want to go, they don't have to go. But I think from what you're saying, Corey, the ticket sales are already – solid i would think they're going to do really well yeah not even on uh, general on sale yet and i was just checking yeah. some of the pre-sales and they're doing really well you mentioned that the full dave experience the full dave experience nowadays is the shit that killed elvis so i'm fine with oh, not getting yeah. <laughs> the, the fucking full Dave. but I, I think i found that uh uh the the clip here if you want to listen to a little bit of joe oh, yeah, yeah, trying to play yeah this is it yeah and then they go into 50 we all just go every time it, 
I, Eddie would play that, and every time Joe plays it, I... This is impossible to play, right? <laughs> impossible. Is it perfect like like Eddie would play it? No, it's not. And they're straight up telling you it's impossible to do this. But uh, it's Joe Satriani. We can give him the benefit of the doubt that perhaps uh, before this tour takes off, there there, there will be extensive rehearsals. Uh, I, he's not the kind of guy who's going to half-ass, uh, well, anything, but certainly not a, a project like, th- like this playing Van Halen songs. Come on. Give him a little was, bit of credit. Um, I was yeah. just thinking too. He's, he, I'm sure, Satriani's got a thick skin. He's been around long enough. But oh yeah. There's going to be a lot of pressure on him. He's going to have people that are certainly going to praise him, but he's also going to have a lot of eyes on him in the in years. And you're like, oh, let's see what he can do. And no, it's not going to sound anything like Eddie. He's going to have to deal with that, but I think he'll be fine. I, I'm curious to see how um, how Vic. Uh, uh, Vic Johnson uh, handled that news from Sammy. I'm sure he understands. Yeah. You know, mm. um, you know, Vic's more uh, suited for for the type of material that uh, Sammy does non Van Halen related. However, he does a good job with the Eddie songs. But you know, Satriani is is the guy. He's the oh, guy. Yeah. You know, like like uh, somebody was just saying that or Vi or or Nuno. Uh, Kevin Brown, big fan of Phil X. Phil X. Who, by the way, Kevin? Did you know? I just, I just, uh, I just interviewed um, Rick Emmett from Triumph, and Phil X was in Triumph. Like, was he in Triumph? Post Rick Emmett years. Oh wow! Yeah, right on, right on. There you yeah. go. So weird, weird, big, weird big stuff. news. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's it's very interesting. I'm I'm glad they're doing it. Um, it's a lot like uh it's kind of like the Pantera situation happening right now where you've got two guys that are the, the two remaining original guys are, are out on tour and then they've got, uh, you know, well-known musicians taking in the spot, Zach Wilde taking in for Dimebag Daryl. And yeah, and there were a little bit of criticisms about that. Not so much uh, for Zach Wilde and his ability to play Dimebag Daryl's uh, uh, guitar riffs, because if you've ever heard Zach Wilde, he's, he doesn't have a problem playing anything Pantera's ever done. Also, he was very good friends with Dimebag Daryl. They have good sensibilities. The The biggest question everybody had was, can Phil still uh, do the, can he still sound the same in Pantera? And I'm sure a lot of people are asking, uh, yeah, is Steve I going, or I'm sorry, is uh, Satriani going to play as good as Eddie? I'm sure this little clip here uh, didn't solidify a lot of the, uh, um, faith in people out there but also remember satriani's been at this for a very long time he's gonna be fine the biggest question i would have is uh how what's mikey gonna sound like doing dave's songs like that's cool i am very much into that idea i am very very much looking forward to that i'm not worried about sammy um he most of the songs will probably be a step maybe half a step lower than they usually are in the original key on the recording because He's in his 70s and, you know, he's, he's still singing as well as he can. But time waits for no one. Age comes for us all. And, uh, you know, the vocal cords 
suffer burden over time. So that's, I think, what where people are really going to be like, all right, impress me, bro, uh, with uh, Satriani. And then, you know, Sammy is Sammy. But I, for one, am very, very eager to to hear the Dave era songs uh, with Mikey, you know, hear him do it. Because now, finally, finally, people, I think, will give him uh, the attention that I think he has been lacking and he rightly deserves. But, you know, we're uh, we're fanboys of of Michael Anthony on this show. So, yeah, Mikey. You know, take that for what you will. I just one quick thing I want to add is I was thinking about this because I'm a huge Grateful Dead fan. And I know there's there's no replacing Eddie. That's obvious. But I think it is kind of a bummer because you could, I think any band you could just continue. Look at Leonard Skinner at this point now. It's it's just yeah. uh, one uh, guy, right? It's just Johnny Van Zandt, who's not even in the original lineup, but he's you know, Ronnie's brother. But like what the Dead do, did, you know, they didn't call it Grateful Dead, but it was Dead and Company. You could do mm-hmm. those things, and and clearly, people still want want it. it. The demand is there. There's a young generation of fans who are. I mean, I've gone to a few of those Dead shows, and it's like teenagers. Dead. So I just I I think that it would be great. Considering we have everybody, you know, willing and able to do it, you know, it's just Eddie's not there. Get it. But I think you could still continue with the Van Halen name in some way, shape, or form. The music's never going to die. The music will never die. So you can have Jimi Hendrix experiences. You have those tours where you get, you know, various guys coming. But, I mean, uh, John Mayer did – and I mean, Grateful Dead, Jerry Garcia is – essentially the sound of, of the Grateful Dead. And he passes away and they were able to do it in different incarnations. They're like, John Mayer is pretty damn good. Um, that's just my, that, those are my two cents. I'm just saying. Right. Yeah. So, no, no, I don't want to see this music okay. die. I just want to see it. Yeah. You know, you could keep the name alive. Well, well I don't think have... they want to see it die either. No. Uh, I mean, Van right Halen I don't Company think... or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to call it Van Halen. But Foreigner is touring with no original members right now. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Right, right. On their farewell tour. And, oh, by the way, Loverboy is opening for this uh, for this tour. Yes. And oh, wow. uh, Mike Reno's voice is kicking ass. I just, I haven't seen those. I've never seen him live, but I haven't seen anything that they've done recently. And I went to YouTube and he could still, I mean, he's nailing the high notes. I, I was uh, uh, trying to remember the song. Um, What's that song? Oh, turn me loose. Turn me loose. Yeah, and he hit a high note on that. Yep. Yeah, so it'll be fun. Right on. So that is a that is exciting news. I mean, that's probably the most exciting of Van Halen news, say for you know Mammoth with Wolfie. Uh, But like, as far as the past goes like retro uh van halen news goes like this this is uh it's either this or nothing at all this is the best i think it's gonna get um so i'm looking forward worlds. to it yeah it is the best Small of all worlds. worlds i i think it can't it very very much can be um we just we just have to be open to it the fans have to be open to it i know that there's going to be a, a huge percentage of van halen fans that are absolutely not going to go on this tour uh, because it's not Dave. Dave's not there or they're not going to go because it's like, well, there's no, there's no Van Halen members uh, in this band right now. And it's like, okay, fine. But 
it's but, but it's a tribute, you know. It, it's a tribute. Sammy's not doing. I mean, we we've been talking a lot up this these past couple of weeks apparently about Sammy's ego, which is hilarious to me because I would have never anticipated that that that's the one whose ego we need to talk about all the time in a band with like uh, where we're talking about David Lee Roth all the time and uh, sometimes the not so great stories about you know Eddie and and Alex and how they their treatments with some members, but. Uh, uh, never would have anticipated Sammy would be the one that we're talking about has ego problems. And look, he might have an ego, but every show me a rock musician, a front man at that, that doesn't have an ego. And I will show you just a bold faced lie. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. healthy you ego. Know. You got to Yeah. Got healthy ego. You get up so, on stage. Yeah. You know, I bring that up just because like some people consider are, are saying like this, uh, this tribute is like a cash grab. It's not, I don't think it's a cash grab at all. I think, I mean, is there good money to be made? Sure, because look who's involved. But this is, as you say, like Sammy's doing this for the fans. Sammy doesn't have to do this. He he is in no position to, he's not obligated to remotely do anything Van Halen related if he doesn't want to. He's been striving pretty great since then. Uh, he's fine. The, the That tequila business is booming, I think. I don't know. But, but uh oh, yeah. Let's yeah. just take it for what it he is. He sold like, it for like 80 mil. <laughs> 80 right. Million. He's fine. He's it's cash grab. I think there. not. This is, this is because this is a man who is not ready to stop touring quite yet. Uh, he knows the fans want to hear him do uh, some past Van Halen era stuff. It was only a matter of time. Uh, and it was, it, it also call it a bad timing or, or the right timing. Who knows? But timing was absolutely, I'm sure a factor into all of this. So, Let's just uh, let's just celebrate that we're getting it. So and uh, yeah, I just, check Sammy, your local listings. Sammy's got such a great attitude. I think you should be looking to that as inspiration because because the Stones fucking blew my mind. Hackney Diamonds is is unbelievable. Like yeah, I can't believe at record. the age of eighty. Yeah, you know. So you have to look at it from a different perspective. I mean, it's inspiration as we get older. You know, Sammy's living his life, man. He's not. Yeah sitting home you know staring at the fucking wall he's living life to the fullest so I, it's just funny because he's always got such a great attitude and i know he's had his battles of course he's he sure uh, it's just yeah <laughs> we yeah, can't get yeah. into that he's, all night but the rock star living that I, rock star lifestyle yeah. he's just he's not ready to let it go and uh to his credit he can still pull it off so yeah why should he so that's hell yes uh, He'll get all all the support from me, and uh, cannot wait to see that happen. Also, can't can't wait for Extreme to make their way around uh, my yes. neck of the woods because I am going to display that apologies to Gary shirt proudly, yes. and I just really hope he he sees it. Uh, and I really hope there's a lot of other people in the audience in Nashville that well, are wearing the shirt as well. I want my dream to come true. We need to play army. beautiful girls. Make sure you record that for Kevin. Yes, please. Girls, make sure. <laughs> <laughs> it'll just be it'll be a, a, a selfie a video selfie of me like just kind of like shaking my head slowly you know pan, pan the camera down to the shirt apologies to gary but then go like eh, i don't know i'm not apologizing for this kevin one. just just hates that <laughs> it's not well, a good, and, in, in his defense it's not good i tell you what uh it, you know to change the subject here oh, so no. we've talking about this for about 20 minutes we, yeah, we have sure. a new uh girl song uh, it's by David oh, Lee no. Roth. It's called High Fashion Girl. Yeah. Oh, please don't. You'll oh, never God. know <laughs> how much I really love you. <laughs> oh, you'll never know how 
You go, Dave. Here we go. She's fashion girl. It kind of sounds like Beautiful Girls by Extreme. All right. We got David Lee Roth released another another song from the uh, 07 sessions, dubbed the California sessions. Uh, This pairs with Somewhere Over the Rainbow Bar and Grill, Low Res Sunset, Giddy Up, Alligator Pants, Pointing at the Moon, Nothing Could Have Stopped Us Back Then, Mandabala, and the recently released The Shit That Killed Elvis. Mark, I I tell you, I will say it, it certainly sounds like a step up. From the shit that killed Elvis, that's that's for sure. Um, you got to know nothing could have stopped us back then anyway. That's man. a good, that's like, yep, that's absolutely. like damn good. The sequel, yep. there are some good moments. I love <laughs> pointing at the moon. I love. It wasn't bad until the yeah. chorus. Scott says that uh, Chaz is a big fan of how David sounds. He sounds better on this track than on most of the other ones. So I'll give him that. I think he's. I think the chorus was the saving grace so far from what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas the. <laughs> Dave coming in on those that verse was just like you're not finding the the pitch at all, dude. Where are you at? But eh, I digress. I, it's I'm fine. just gonna walk um, around every day, just going up to strangers. Mandabala. Manda. You should absolutely do that. Face. Yeah, <laughs> want to and share with us the progress on how that goes. Yeah, uh, I saw Chaz uh, comment that uh, shit that killed Elvis is fun. Um, I. If that is your idea yeah. of fun, I have a really nice thing called uh, Mary Jane fun. to show you. Yeah, it's yeah. fun like a stroke would be fun. Like, oh, yeah, shit. if you consider if you, if you consider uh, you know getting kicked in the face with a golf cleat, fun. Surely the uh, shitter just... killed Elvis. Sure, the there sh- you go. <laughs> it did. He sat down and left the building. So, but yep. uh, that's another podcast. Oh, I'm sure there's man. another hey, podcast. Out let that be a lesson to you out there, kids. Don't blow out your O ring. Take it easy when you're doing that kind of stuff because it's the shitter that killed Elvis. Absolutely. Well, yeah. yeah. All brand. Don't, don't force it. Brand. Let it happen. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> there it is. But so, at, yeah. We digress. We got one more big story I wanted to mention. We're going to throw it yeah. back to Eric Sanchez. This one's kind of an important one. Eric, tell us about a special auction that's happening. Yeah, that was really I, – I wanted to come on, and and thanks, guys, for having me on. Just talk about this because there's, a, there's an auction. There was a guitar that Eddie gifted to – Jason Becker. Jason was David Lee Roth's guitarist on a little bit enough. Uh, Lou Gehrig's disease diagnosed with that, I think in 1991. And it's an amazing story. I mean, he's Jason's still with us and he's had a guitar that was gifted to him by Eddie from 1996. They, uh, Eddie went to his house in, uh, in late August of 96. And there's video of it that you can see. And Jason's had this guitar for a long time. And he has a friend, assistant, uh, Stephen Correa, who's just what, the nicest guy. And he's he is so devoted to Jason. He sets up a lot of the, the business dealings with Jason, sets up a lot of these. He's pretty much done everything A to Z on this uh, auction, which is through Guernsey's. And it's going up for auction in December. So you can go to vhnd.com for the uh, – for for more info and the link to Guernsey's uh, a nice picture that Corey's showing there of the guitar. And again, that was 96 in the video. You hear Eddie, I think he's playing Meanwhile's magic, a little bit of that. It's a really cool video. So you could check that out. And the Guernsey's auction, I think believe is in December. Everything's on the, the site. I'm hoping to have Steven 
I'm going to talk to him. We're going to do a video where he, because he still has the guitar with him. It's going to be with him for a little bit longer, and then he's going to hand it off to Guernsey's for the auction. But uh, I wanted to have Stephen on and and have a video and put it up on the, the desk because uh, Stephen's got so many great stories about Jason and his family. His parents are are just unbelievable people. And Jason communicates through his eyes. I think we talked about this before, but he his father developed a system. So he he basically you know blinks his eyes, and then his parents are able to communicate to whoever's in the room what he's saying. And it's just phenomenal. And Jason still write, he writes music, composes music. And I, I said this, I was talking to Stephen uh, last week. And I said, you know, what is Jason's you know, day-to-day life like? You know, what's his attitude? He said, he's got the greatest attitude. Like he's always upbeat, looks forward to every day. And he said, he's a huge San Francisco 49ers fan. He said, uh, when the Niners are on, you don't bother Jason. <laughs> so, but he, he's got a lot of stories. He's got some stories about Eddie that people don't even know about. Like when Eddie first went over there, I think in that August uh, day when he, when he saw Jason, he, um, I think he, he said to, to Jason's parents, you know, hey, can I uh, talk to you guys just, you know, in the other room? And they said, sure, you know, and we, they get to the other room and Eddie just broke down, like tears come down. Like he, he didn't realize it was as bad as it was and uh went back in there you know just kind of got his courage up went back in there and just and just hung with jason you'll see it in the video it's amazing so check it out if if you if you or someone you know has uh has the money to to bid on this guitar go for it and jason's actually not doing this for medical um funding, which is what I was thinking as well. He actually told Stephen, he's like, I just want people to have it. Um, you know, I just want people to have it because he said, it's just sitting there collecting dust and I want people to know how great of a guy Eddie was. And I just want to share this with people. That's and awesome. That's it. Yeah. That's so it. Che- VHND.com. You guys go check that out. Yeah. That's a, that's a really, really awesome story. So uh, yeah. He's in his fifties now. That's crazy. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And he's had struggles. He's had times where they had to get him to the hospital, pneumonia, whatever it mm. is. And he bounces back. It's absolutely amazing. That's the yeah. power of rock music. That's, That's right. what that is. The yep. healing yeah, tones of Van Halen. That's what it's all about. It's about the yeah. healing. It's about the hurting and the healing. Uh, but there it is. Uh, yeah. So check that out, you guys. Yeah. Again, uh, VHND. We always plug the news desk, but uh, plug them extra that. hard yep. because because we have uh, uh, a lot of a lot of news uh, tonight. But that one especially. Go check that out. Uh, and if you can, if you got the means, then donate. It'll be. It's a, I think that's a good cause. I think it's a cool cause. It's uh, bring a little bit of uh, smiles and joy out in the world. You know, we need it. We are sorely lacking in such a thing. So. Uh, if you don't mind, boys, I think we should uh, head on over to the poll because uh, sure. lots to talk about yes, over sir. there. Uh, I had a feeling. I did have a theory. I'll be honest with you. I tweeted out that I had a theory of how I thought the uh, voting was going to go. I can't remember what that theory was, so I'm just going to assume that that theory was incorrect. Uh, but uh, last week we talked about you really got me. The, uh, the, the lovely, the amazing uh, cover song that is pretty much solidified as uh it's is a van halen song technically no but yes it is 
it is this this version is absolutely van halen's uh nobody unfortunately nobody uh thinks about the king's version of it anymore sorry kevin brown well, but kevin uh, brown does yeah get to his manifesto. yeah that's that's true you know that's Which, a perfect segue but uh but you really got me was up uh for what dreams are made of 90.6 percent over the dream is over 9.4, which is actually more like 9.3. Cause our uh, listener, uh, Kyle had mentioned, whoops, I hit the wrong button. I did not get the downvote. Kyle, like you- again, you've done that. This is like the third time in the third poll. He's fucked up. Cause he hit the wrong button. Just ask me, just answer me this, Kyle. Like, is it really an accident or are you just say, saying that because you don't want to <laughs> catch some heat? It's okay. You can admit it. It's like, if it was, if it's not your bag, then it's not your bag. But, uh, but if it is an accident, an oncurring uh, accident, I don't know, man, check your fingers or something. But <laughs> 90.6%, Corey, I was pretty, I think my theory was, I think it's going to get all the way up to 94, not quite five. Uh, but uh, I was very wrong about that. Is this uh, how the voting went for you? Did you, did you anticipate this? No, it's currently ranked sixth on the uh, debut record. Mm. Uh, which it, uh, obviously there's a murderer's row of songs on there, but sixth on that record, mm. I, I I thought it was going to be 95%, 94, 93. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the account, uh, False Premise, uh, who listens to our show, uh, actually said, this is the poll where we finally can see what percentage of voters are just here to troll the podcast. And I think yeah. he's right. <laughs> right. Because I think he's right, too. It's well, just like there, there's anything. no way you vote this down. Either that or it's just you're just burned out on it. I mean, if, if yeah. that's... That, that well, oh. Into it. I remember. I remember what theory was. Oh, I we go. knew. I knew it. I knew this was not going to reach uh uh like the ninety five percent or higher. I knew it wasn't because only this is a a cover song. It's not an original. I and yeah. I knew and I had a feel like for whatever reason in our time doing this show, everyone has been very hard on the album Diver Down because they call it the covers album. <laughs> whatever. I think that's an oversimplification. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Scott's right. We got him to yeah. talk on the show, so it's great strategy. Yeah, there's better right. ways to get us to talk about you on the show than fucking up. Damn the it, poll. Kyle! Join the Patreon like everybody else. <laughs> throw us a buck. It. We'll read your tweet. Yeah, yeah, just just throw us a buck. It's fine. Um, but yeah, it's that was. Insane. I think that was my theory. It's like it's not gonna reach the height that I think it should, specifically because it's a cover song. Um, if this was an original, I I really believe people would have voted it higher, but. Again, it's just a theory, just a hypothesis. Uh, I could be very wrong. I've got nothing to prove that. But uh, history and uh, the conversation we have had during the show would indicate that that was probably the way that it went down. But uh, Kevin, the aforementioned Kevin Brown, uh, (laughs) podcaster extraordinaire, had some thoughts about this being a Kinks fan. And he says... One, I never usually write manifestos, but I think uh, as this as a kinks lover, it seems appropriate. If a little self, if if a little self-indulgent. So, okay, we're going to indulge him. <laughs> we're going to indulge him. He wrote quite a lot. So bear with Ten me. Ten tweets. <laughs> Do I think this is better than the original? No. The original is one of the greatest rock songs of all time. It was written in 1964 and was one of the first songs Ray Davies ever penned. Moreover, he wrote it on the piano. Okay, okay. First of all, he wrote it on a piano. I can give two shits. I don't, I don't care if he wrote it on a recorder or an accordion. It doesn't matter. 
Fuck, I love have, you, man. He could have what written it on, on his brother Ray's butt cheeks. We don't care. <laughs> he could have written it. It's just not as good as Van Halen's. Like, who gives a <laughs> shit? Like, John Williams writes all of his co- uh, compositions on the piano first. Yeah. What does it matter? <laughs> you know that horn section is still coming in to kill uh, it. Poor you know? Kevin. Like, I don't... All right. Anyway. But as he, you know, back to Mark, I'm going to put you back in solo mode so I can take a little nap because you got like eight more tweets to go. I know I've I've got a while, so bear with me. Uh, Dave Davies realized almost immediately that it would sound better on guitar. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm laughing at Kevin's comments. Two chords, five notes, and it moved the needle on rock music forever. Wow, you are giving a lot of credit to. Okay, now Van Halen's version is as good of a cover as one of the all-time great songs can be, but like Paranoid, Smoke on the Water, or Black Dog, you can't improve it, quote-unquote. What Ed does on the song is a piece of genius, though. He stays true to the song, but spins it Van Halen just enough. It's a masterclass in performance. As a mainly Sammy guy, this is maybe my favorite Dave vocal but this is in his wheelhouse. It's lyrically about a groupie, so of course Dave gets it, and he nails it to the wall, pun intended. Likewise, Al and Mikey are just on fire, and they don't stray too far into needless overplaying. They stick close to the heart and bones of the original. This song also highlights exactly my problem with most, probably all, non-Kinks Van Halen covers. Every other artist who they cover, they overtly Van Halen eyes and try to squeeze into the Van Halen mold. Don't you do it, Corey. Don't. (laughs) They don't need to do that with this song because the kinks are the genetic rock and roll ancestors. No kinks, no Van Halen. All Eddie needs to do is touch up the paint and add some new curtains. With the other covers, he has to re-shingle, finish the basement, and remodel the entire ground floor to make it fit. That's a hot take. Okay. <laughs> the only reason the Kings aren't talked about in the same breath as the Beatles is because the Fab Four were good-looking and likable. <laughs> oh, boy. Whereas the Kings were fronted by a misanthropic, horse-faced genius and his equally arrogant brother. You literally just described Oasis. They hated each other, probably because they just didn't like anyone who wasn't themselves. Again, Oasis. But they were and are one of the greatest of all time. He finally concludes with excellent song, excellent cover, excellent episode, excellent guest. Here ends my white paper. Or is it brown paper? Either way, you didn't ask for it, but I gave it to you anyway. (laughs) Holy shit, boy, did we not ask for so much of what's going on in this thread. But, Kevin, again, we love you and we appreciate you. And I, I for one, love the little mini manifestos. Okay, cut the shit off, please. Oh, it's killing me. I'm I'm with Kevin on that. Uh, having said all that, Kevin, this this was not a manifesto. This was like this was a digression of the highest uh, order. And as someone who loves to digress uh, and often can't help himself but digress, I gotta look to, look at you and say, bro, come on. <laughs> I vehemently, vehemently, however you say the word, disagree with you on. Uh, I can't even hear myself think. Thank you. Oh my God, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I very much disagree with you about Van Halen uh, uh, with all their other covers. They have to build from the ground up and they have to like put up the roof again on the house and do all that. Whereas with this one, no, they don't. And I would just say, I don't think they do that with any of their covers. I don't think they re shingle and re roof. They don't, they're not building a house, Kevin. They're playing a song. 
Whoa, are you bringing house metaphors into this? Uh, no, 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 no. They're not doing that. There it is. Yeah. And, like, come on, it's fine. It's fine. You know, I, I like the original song, but I mean, Van Halen's just sound better to me. So There's a, there's a great story Dave Davies said when in the late 70s, the Kinks uh, played a show somewhere here in the States, and after the show, fans are meeting them backstage, and one of them goes, oh, Dave, you got you guys cover of Van Halen's You Really Got Me. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that pissed them off pretty bad. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Oh, yes, it did. But, but anyway, so uh, moving... We're going to move on. We're going to move on. But uh, thank you. Thank you, Kevin, for that insightful. Uh, we should have known. We should have known ahead of time that it was See, coming. But uh, uh, truth be told, I bought him breakfast at that Denny's in Saskatoon so that I could rip him a new one when we talked about his uh, his manifesto on the Kings, which is fine. It's a great song. They don't perform it overly great. Ray Davies voice always bugged the fuck out of me. Uh, I, I tend to think covers are usually better than King songs. I'm including Waterloo Sunset by Def Leppard in Waterloo there, too, Sunset, yes. Kevin Brown. Yeah. Oh, he's going to yell at me now because he hates that version. But oh, yeah. I thought Def Leppard did a good version of it. Yeah. But look, uh, yeah. but Ke- look, Kevin's in. Uh, he's in the Patreon, and therefore, uh, when when he tweets, uh, we we guaranteed to we guaranteed to read it on the show. So he he's earned it. He's earned that manifesto. And there you go. So he, you want to be like Kevin and money, just, and this is the way you treat him. It's right. true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, I bought he, a breakfast. We were gonna take the piss out of him regardless, and he knew he did that. not. That's why I, I I can report he did not get the moon over my hammy though. So <laughs> oh oh well then. <laughs> well, moving on and speaking of uh, little mini festos, uh, our friend Scott Monroe yeah. says it's pop metal perfection. This Van Halenized song transcends the original and should be in the conversation for the best rock cover of all time. Period. And for me, it's bulletproof against being overplayed. I can't explain why it just is. Everyone is so tight and locked in. Eddie Van Halen's uh, uh, he flourishes, or his flourishes are joyful sass, uh, a la the girl in the song. Uh, to David Lee Roth's attitude-infused vocals, we also get an iconic breakdown that builds up to a crazy man shriek for the ages and an explosive concert ending. This song really gets me. Hashtag what dreams are made of beautifully stated beautifully i mean i uh, there's nothing i could add to that i mean scott nails it um i appreciate kevin's perspective but scott nails it so there you have it uh thank you scott rava flave says as a teenager in new york listening to fm radio this song and jamie's crying were the ones that i heard first uh since aor radio was still current you would still hear the kinks version just as often uh van halen's version is a swaggering take and yet another with that great Eddie Van Halen solo intro. Uh, absolutely, it is. I mean, uh, it just wor- I, yeah, That's what it is, man. It's just it's the swagger of how they uh, how they perform the cover. That's that's I think you know. Not to mention they have the benefit of uh, at that time modern technology to help the uh, tone sound a lot better than the Kings. But uh, but I mean that's just the tip of the iceberg. Brad Gould says quintessential van halen the sound is raw the notes hang in the dead space giving this song an authentic feel and vibe the harmonies are perfect alex shines but hearing that raw driving rhythm right after eruption is eddie van halen whipping his out and daring anyone to compare hashtag what dreams are made of yes first dig joke of the night awesome (laughs) jeff brewer says it's pop metal perfection this van halen i song transcends oh oh wait Jeff Brewer is literally quoting Scott Monroe in his tweet. 
Um, oh, that's fair because what did I just say? I literally could not have uh, said it any better than Scott did. So Jeff uh, decided not to even bother. He's just going to quote Scott Monroe and to give him credit. So thanks for that, Jeff. And thank you again, Scott. Davey Lee Smith, friend of the show, says, one of the best cover songs of all time, in my opinion, hashtag what dreams are made of. Very simply put, there it is. And then we had it. All right, that, that, that was that was our patrons. There you go. Again, you guys, if you want your tweets guaranteed read on the show, join the Patreon like Evan Brown. And you can just tweet as much as you want and go on digressions about, you know, God knows what. And uh, and I'll read it because, you know, he's a he's a loyal patron. So <laughs> you be a loyal patron and I'll read. You know, I'll literally read whatever you, you put out within reason. Of course, <laughs> don't don't make me read something completely absurd. I mean, I, I'm all for absurdities, but help me out. So there you have it, you guys. Uh, let's say we move on to our best thing in the whole wide world other than listening to Van Halen, and that is guessing what song we want to uh, have and what song we want to talk about. Say it with me, everybody. Manifestation oh, time. Manifestation. Woo! There, we go. <clears throat> there you go. Take it away, everyone. Perfect, yep, perfect. That's what's going on. So, uh, Let's say well, I believe- 24 to choose from. Yeah, only twenty four. We can we can read the uh, the wheel very clearly, and that is that is alarming. Uh, we go over to uh, the Discord, and uh, you might be asking, "Hey, you guys have a Discord? We do have a Discord. You want to know how to get in? Join the Patreon." <laughs> anyway, the pay. Let's see. The Discord people say spanked you, wankers. That is what Chaz wants. Chaz. Oh, wants you missed a couple before that one though. I know, but that was just the first one I looked at, and I just wanted yeah, well, to throw it in, so. He's, he's going to do but, that every fucking week until we spin it. That's true, and eventually these, we will, and then he'll have to pick another one. Are all these songs the ones that haven't been picked yet? Yes, those are still Correct. on the wheels. So. Because ones, I so. swore, I thought you guys did, what was the one that you saw on it? When It's Love? You haven't done When It's Love yet? No, we did White Panther's no. Love. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Scott Monroe says, in honor of Sammy's Best of All Worlds tour announcement, uh, let's hear some good enough. He's going to manifest awesome. good enough. Kevin Brown, the, the aforementioned one, really wants to uh, get down on the, the pop sensation of it all. He wants Dance the Night Away. I'm actually shocked we haven't oh, spun yeah. Dance the Night Away yet. That's, that's incredible to me. Uh, Jeff Brewer says, uh, since uh, Sam was mentioning Summer Nights, I'll go with that one, um, which that is a, a fan favorite. You guys have been manifesting that one for a while. Eventually, it'll land. Uh, our buddy Michael says, uh, going back with House of Pain. He wants to hear House of Pain. That's another one that is very much heavily requested. Eventually, we'll spin it. Aftershock is the one Ryan Powell wants. Uh, he's going to miss the show tonight. Sorry, Ryan. But he is, uh, he's with us in spirit, and he's manifesting Aftershock. Tom Armbruster is going with House of Pain. So there's another one. Uh, and then uh, Scott Everett. Uh, he, he said, hey, Sinich is an 84 guy like me. So it has to be House of Pain tonight. So there you yeah. go. Free for House of Pain so far. So then I throw it uh, over to our uh, our honored guest, Eric Sinich, man. Hey, what do you want to spin on the wheel tonight? Yeah. What do you want to manifest? Call I your shots, pick. Yeah, I got my pick. Wouldn't it be funny, though, if the very last song chosen is This Dream Is Over? <laughs> that would that be would hilarious. Be um, I'm going to go with uh, maybe my favorite song off of Balance, Aftershock. Ooh. Yeah. Another bounce. Yeah, although All I right. don't know. Maybe I think Seven Seal might be my favorite. But anyway, yeah, Aftershock, <laughs> I love. Let's 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 manifest that sucker. 
There you go. So that's so that's another one for aftershock. So we've got we've got some uh, uh, some reoccurring ones here. I throw it to you, Corey. What uh, what do you want to manifest for the show? Well, I tell you, I got my uh, my copy of the collection uh, volume two in the mail last Friday. Uh, the first uh, record I, I spun was uh, for unlawful. Sounded great, uh, save for two songs, which we haven't covered yet. Uh, <laughs> and, and then I and then I put on OU812. And for all the people who are saying um, I can't hear a difference when I listen to OU812 remastered versus versus before, um, uh, it's night and day difference to me. I can absolutely yeah. hear a difference, especially on vinyl. Uh, the vinyl version of OU812 much oh, yeah? much better uh, cool. remastered. Yeah, it, it's I been on my turntable ever since. I've had it for three days straight. Uh, so I want to uh, request uh, manifest a song from OU812. I want to hear uh, a little black and blue. Yeah, black and blue. Yeah, that's a, that's another heavily uh, popular manifested one. You must have some really good speakers or uh, a good uh, amp to uh, yeah, project uh, those. Bad, yeah, all right, right on. That's what it's all about, you guys. Yeah, vinyl sounds good, but if you got shitty speakers, it's gonna sound like shit. Uh, so <laughs> always, Thank you, Michael. Keep that he in says OU812 sounds amazing as well. Yep. There he is, right on. Yep. As for me, well, uh, well, by proxy, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna uh, manifest uh, Amsterdam tonight because uh, we, if we spin it, then we will not have uh, another guest, and that would make me very sad if if the other guest wasn't here for that. So, not going to manifest it. Don't want it. Not gonna do it. I want to hear a Sammy track, and in fact. Uh, it was mentioned earlier, and I know it's going to make a lot of people groan and roll their eyes, and I do not care. I want to hear when it's loved. All right. Give me the ballad. All the ballad. So, I would really hope, I really <clears> hope <throat> they, uh, they manage to uh, throw that one on the set list. Maybe they won't, oh, but sure. it would be cool. No, I think it would be really cool. Yeah, because yeah, they've be even been playing it on the last tour when... They were playing maybe what five, six, seven Van Halen songs. That was definitely one of them. Right on. Okay, good. Yeah. Then uh, that makes the uh, the anticipation all the more Absolutely. exciting. So, yeah. without further ado, if you are ready, Eric, Corey, if you're ready, I'm sure Sammy's warming up back there. There's three of us on the the pod here, and how many lurkers we got right now? Six. We have six right now. So we'll shuffle it again. Ferris Bueller fans times. nine times. One, two, three. Six, seven, eight, nine. All right, take it away, Mr. Oh my! Oh, it's gonna be a Sammy track, and it's gonna be four unlawful. It's top of the world. Yes. All right. We found the secret. We have been trying to. We've been trying to manifest uh fuck album songs for quite a while and a lot of the times we were just shit out of luck because the wheel just she be like that i found the secret we have to just go completely away from for unlawful and she'll spin it so i got you i got you wheel i got your number top <laughs> nice. of the world uh well i mean it, it, i've talked about my uh my love for for unlawful for a long time it's the uh the first album of van halen that i listened to in its entirety uh like the actual album instead of just like picking little songs here and there. Um, so I've got a special connection with this album and this song. So that's, that's what I'm going to say. Uh, any uh, fond uh, memories without showing your hand, gentlemen, do you have a top of the world? Do you want me to start? Coy? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Top of the world is, is um, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's pretty well known now that the, uh, the, the riff is taken from, the riff that was at the tail end of jump um as the song's fading out 
And then also Eddie plays it during at the end of Dance the Night Away on in the US Festival. Could be wrong. But uh, I love Top of the World. I love it, man. That was uh, I remember when I first got that album on cassette. That was one of the songs that really stood out to me, like instantly, like, yeah, this is going to be a hit. And it was. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm so glad we're going to do this song. Love Top of the World. Love the it. only track from this album to break the top 40. Right, right. Uh, and then they, they released a live video and a, a regular in-studio video. Yep. And there's also a favorite, uh, a favorite of Eddie's anyway, a guitar player on uh, background vocalists. Uh, anybody yeah. know who? I bet you Eric knows. Steve Lukather. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he, had that, he had that one ready. He just so, was, no. like, oh, I know what you're about to ask me. Yeah. I have the answer. Here it is. Don't, don't answer, Mark. I got it. <laughs> hey, by the way, guys, I just uh, I got to show that. I forgot this. I just got this sucker oh. from, yeah, from the from Very the, nice. The yeah, the latest good. Funko you can get at Van Halen store. But check this. Oh, you're cool. Now, there's another one I got from Ramses Rios, who's done all those amazing David the Roth video, animated videos. Have you seen those? Mm -hmm. Put them up on the VHND. So, thanking us for putting those up on VHND, Ramses made his own David Lee. Funko. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> look at this! Look at the shiny shoes. That's from the California Girls video. Isn't that cool? Oh, uh, that's perfect. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Ramses. Anyway, so you? Uh, yeah, Sorry, you ahead. were talking. Yeah, you were talking about. Um, it was recorded in '91, but they played the main riff uh, in uh, 1979 during Dance the Night Away. Seventy. Well, I think it's at well during the Us Festival at the tail end of that. I I'm just looking up Wikipedia here, and it says the main riff for this song was first played live on the Van Halen 79 World Tour. Really? Dance the Night Away. Yeah. Holy sh... So even you. earlier than we thought. How dare you get that correct? Well, yeah, who knows if it's correct? It's from Wikipedia. I'm just throwing it out there. Well, hey. yeah. yeah, interesting. Um, but this is one they're probably going to do on the Best of All Worlds Tour, I would think, right? Yeah. Top of the World is a... Yeah. Kevin Brown says, one of my favorite Sammy vocals, brilliant tune, top to bottom. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not going to tip my hand, so I'm not going to say if I agree or disagree with Kevin. Uh, I've spent most of the night disagreeing with Kevin, so we'll see if uh, I get back in his good books on this one. But uh, Top of the World, and you know, th this was a big album for me in in, uh, in '91. I, I was I was kind of really getting back into Van Halen uh, in 1991. So uh, this track really sticks out for me for a lot of reasons. And I know Mark is a huge fan of For Unlawful, uh, so you got to be pretty happy that we spun this one here tonight, eh, Mark? Oh, I'm happy. I'm I'm uh well. I might be happy. I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll listen to the song, see how I feel about okay. it. Fair enough. Well, let's get remember, right into it. Did you get it, Corey, when it came out? I remember that. On, uh, oh, yeah. In those days, it was Tuesdays, right? New release yep. Tuesdays. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Went to the mall. I got it at the Come and Go in Plentywood, Montana. Cool. <laughs> on cassette. Come and go. Come <laughs> and go. Oh, that was... <laughs> the old ejaculate and evacuate. Ejaculate, that's right. Ejaculate and evaporate. All right. Speaking of ejaculating, let's listen to a little Van Halen. Uh, this mm. is uh, from For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. This is Top of the World. <laughs> All right.
right. Uh, Kevin Brown uh, says, in combination, the best top and tail on a Van Halen record. Uh, possibly. I also want to point out that opening uh, two lines because I love that opening. Uh, mm-hmm. I know if you believe in me, that's all I ever need. I, I always just yeah. love that that opener. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Sammy lyrics take a lot of shit, especially on this show. I love that lyric. And Al's snare. Mm-hmm. I love the snare. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, his drums, drums are big like on this right album. It's yeah. great. Yeah. And we get Mikey. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got a great Sammy uh, Hey Baby at the beginning. Like, you, you can't ask for anything more to kick off a Van Halen tune, right? Just exactly. Good. It's a classic feel good Van Halen song. Yeah. That riff, man, yeah, it's so uplifting. Uh, rock and roll joy. Scott Monroe says it perfectly. 100%, oh. Scott. Uh, Michael Triplett also got it on cassette. Good man. Yeah, I had it on yeah. cassette and CD uh, back in the day. So, yeah. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> I uh I've mentioned there there are specific things that Van Halen does that make them it's like their signature thing and one of my favorite uh aspects of that are the harmonies and we talk about the harmonies a lot and uh when I think of Van Halen harmonies uh what immediately pops in my brain are a couple of different answers but top of the world is definitely right there at the list what just that part of the chorus the stand in on top like that uh, those harmonies man they get me every time it's good stuff yeah man it's just goosebumps goosebumps yeah that's um man they were unstoppable at that time too i remember thinking these guys are just going to go on and on because they proved that they could because at this time the grunge was starting to hit and they were going to survive it them and aerosmith (laughs) i can't think of anybody else uh that was able to survive that period uh aerosmith 91 were arguably the biggest band in the world uh Pump right. was a massive yeah. massive record Pump in 89 and then um uh get a grip uh, in 93 get a grip and yeah yeah yep. i tell you uh, scott monroe says pound cake is in the conversation for best opener 100 yeah. percent agree top of the world also has to be for best closer again 100 percent agree this is yeah. a great way to, to, to kill a sh- to not kill a show, but to end a show. And then he says, for a little while, that little coda uh, at, at the end of the chorus there it is so perfect, right? Because you're only standing mind, on top. Scott. You're standing yeah. on top of the world, but it's only Dang. just for a little while. Yeah, yeah you're just capturing <laughs> that moment. That's a Sammy, thing, you know, just reaching for that. That and it's moment. the way it's yeah. the way he sings it too. It's almost like yeah. he, it's a like a throwaway melody too. It's like because yeah. for a little while, it's like he's yeah. like he's backing off of like standing on top of the yeah. world. For a little while you know it's, it's like, he's, very, so, he's so it's dynamic man yeah throughout, yep. the, um, throughout the verses he's like so in the pocket you know and oh, by that oh, time yeah. they were just locked in yeah everybody has that moment where they're standing on top of the world and you want to scream it from the mountaintops but then you kind of just for a little while because you know yeah. eventually mm-hmm. that that trough is going to come and a little rain must fall but uh michael triplett asked something interesting part of a a tough top three to choose from this album uh yeah my top three are uh, fuck i'm tipping my hand top of the world pound cake run around are my 
top three from this record. How about you guys? Uh, it would uh, Top the World kind of be in the conversation for the top three? Oh, ranking the top three of the album. Um, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. I don't want to dip my um, hand. You don't want to dip your hand? Let me think here. I, I, I think it really, it does have to be. I, I would say Pound Cake. See, the thing, I love Judgment Day. I, I absolutely love. That's a really good one. Yep. I, I I'll would say. In and Out, I have a soft spot for yeah, I'll say right now in Pound Cake are two in the yeah. top three for me for sure. I, I got to go with Pound Cake, Judgment Day, and then Top of the World. There you go. And which is, I know a lot of people love Run Around. It's hard to oh, yeah. love Run Around. Not put in the top three, but I know Judgment Day is just badass. Thank you for not picking Pleasure Dome. <laughs> yeah. Which Man, I, 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 I may, I may hate more than Spank. Place. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I can't wait to get to it. <laughs> we will find out when we spin it. Let's get back to the top of the world, though. All right, there's another line I absolutely love. For all you David Lee Roth are, is the better lyricist people, which I'm one of them. <laughs> you got to give Sammy his props on this sure. one, though. Oh, I know you want to touch. I got to have a little taste. I don't want to sink my teeth in that fine piece of real estate. <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> I wonder I wonder how uh, the, the week before, uh, two weeks ago, there was someone who was just very much uh, angry at how we were fawning over uh can't stop loving can't you, stop loving you. and just and just absolutely hated the the content of the song the lyrics especially hated <laughs> says it's absolutely sammy's worst lyrically worst lyrically can't was stop it loving you it, no, it, it wasn't, wasn't kevin actually. no it, oh. was, it was another guy kevin, but, uh, kevin really liked that song actually okay yeah yeah so i'm curious to know how if, if he felt that way about can't stop loving you like I wonder how far away, if that one was the worst, like how far, how, how, how close <laughs> is this one? Because I personally found can't stop loving you's lyrics to be some of uh, Sammy's best he's written. And, you know, I I've conceded that Sammy can dish out some real bad lyrics. Like I, I have accepted that. I understand it. I mean, David, they wrote those too, but it's fine. It's fine. It, but, uh, <laughs> but man, but yeah, as you say, Corey, like, but when Sammy nails it, you got to give it to him. And I thought he did in that in that one as well, and this one he's he's nailing so far. So I'm just very curious to the uh, the the anti uh, Hagar's out there. Um, how do you feel about the lyrics on this one? I know uh, we got we got some top threes coming in from our uh, lurkers in the chat. Kevin Brown nice. says Pound Cake, In and Out, Top of the World, great top three. Uh, Chaz mm-hmm. says Man on a Mission, which is a fantastic song. Run around in Pound Cake fantastic top three as well so yeah keep those top threes coming all you folks in the lurker chat yeah, yeah. There. there's some good ones there yeah oh yeah, and then scott everett's like wow i'm late there. top of the world haven't we all had that feeling a few times absolutely scott yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, a few no, not many solid lyrics <laughs> from sammy on this one yeah you gotta 100%. give him, gotta give, give him the props, props on this one give the man but yeah it, but that is a great line Corey, as you as you pointed out all right let's get back to her Oh, 
back well, to that, the uh, Alex Van Halen appreciation thread. I just want to talk about the uh, the pre-chorus yeah. or the bridge leading into the chorus. He throws in these little rolls, these little tom rolls that yeah. that just add so much kind of kind of flavor to the song that I just as a wannabe drummer when when you're air drumming along to this one, you put in those little rolls. It's so yeah, much fun. It's like a falling down the stairs. Yeah, just a yeah. And, and, and yeah. Eddie doing the in in that particular chorus, the little tapping. Mm-hmm. It's just and it's it's yeah. like uh, it's kind of subdued a little bit because yeah. your 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 focus is on on Sammy and the vocals and on Alex because he's right there in your face with it, and even Mikey to an extent. Eddie is kind of uh, uh, not regulated to the background per se, but a little bit his his performance in the in these yeah he's very low in the mix. But if you listen to exactly what he's doing though, he is he's doing a lot as you pointed yeah. out, man. He's he's some great uh, 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 tapping patterns going on over there if you like really tune into it uh, and fret not if you're worried that Eddie's too far back in the mix. Like oh he's coming, don't you don't oh, yeah, don't you worry yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. Andy Johns, yeah, this is great production from Andy Johns on this. 100%. Uh, Scott Monroe says uh, he alternates between run around and top of the world uh, as best on the albums depends on the day. Uh, when we do the ranking show, I guess he'll have to get his final vote in there. That'll be really Ooh, interesting. That's uh, Tom says yeah. uh, that his top three is Judgment Day, great tune. 316, there's a vote for the instrumental and and right now. So three great well, tunes there too. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's get back to her. two-part two solo you know mm-hmm. it just combined into one yep your thoughts on the guitar solo mark it is not eddie's most uh flashy um whatsoever we know that um and he's not going for flashy whatsoever what what's he doing what, what's exa- what is he doing uh for this particular uh two-parter solo he's playing to the song and when he does yeah. it, he does it so well. Honestly, it doesn't even so much uh, like listening to it this time. It doesn't even feel so much like a solo. It feels like this is just the natural uh, progression of the music itself. Like this, of course, like Eddie was uh, supposed to go in this direction. Like this is this is uh, the movement now. This is how the movement is composed. Um, at no point did I feel like, ah, here's, here's Eddie's time to shine because it's his solo, whatever. No, this felt like, a band effort it just it just felt like another member that doesn't uh, i'm not trying to diminish the solo in any way i'm just simply saying it felt like an organic progression and um and it flowed it all flowed together very nicely and frankly because of uh because of the mix uh it just it felt like it was uh, a michael anthony and eddie sort of like do not a duel in the tradition of you play this, I'll match it, you know, and then we go at it. No, it was more like 
here's our here's our progression. We're both like we're both we're both growing at the same pace. Uh, we're both doing our own little things, but we're coming together. We're interweaving. Um, and maybe that has a lot to do with the fact that I, you know, that Loki finale, you know, so I'm thinking of branches and timelines and shit. But anyway, um, all that to say, it all flowed very nicely together, very beautifully, almost like it wasn't a solo at all. It just felt like it was another movement of the track. But that's how I felt about it. Yeah. And, and the harmonies just before that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I love what Perfect. Alex is doing. The second half of that solo, I don't know if he's playing a, a crash symbol. Or, or a ride yeah. symbol, or even just an open hat. But what what he's uh, smashing on the symbol there during Eddie's second half of the solo, it's so like the drum work on this is so great, yeah. and it's mixed yeah, so exactly. like Andy Johns, of course, is mic'd up some of the best drummers in the world, uh, John oh, yeah. Bonham specifically, right? But uh, the drums on this record sounds so great. I just love that yep. this the symbol sounds so clean on, on this record. It's so good. Uh, let's go. We got some more uh, top threes here. Uh, Dream is over. Run around and top yeah. of the world for uh, Jeff Brewer. Uh, can't go wrong with that. <laughs> it will probably change by tomorrow. I feel that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also says that uh, this song falls in the same formula as Can't Stop Loving You. They're both very similar to Dance the Night Away. Both dance and top are much better songs and not about Sam's ex-wife. So there is that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everybody is throwing out some love for 316. 316 comes before this on the record, so we're going to play it. After we're done with Top of the World, we'll hear a little 316 cool. here tonight, too. Hell so. yeah. All right. Let's get back to Top of the World, though. Doesn't get any better than that. It really doesn't. So he's definitely playing a ride cymbal on the outro there. So I'm going to say he was maybe just bashing on a crash cymbal uh, during the solo. She had that nice, big, loud kind of crash sound as he was bashing Mm -hmm. away on it. So very much phenomenal. Yep. Someone who's not also uh, overly flashy in this uh, track is is Sammy. Um, He's not doing anything. um, I mean, Obviously, the vocal parts are, you know, he's he's in his upper range and everything like that, but not nearly as uh, big and boisterous and flashy as we've heard him sing before. Um, he's he's not going to over the top or anything like that. It just it just fits. So I don't know. I, I, I like the fact that he decided not to do that. Like, let's let's go out not on a huge, big, flashy note. Instead, let's go out being on top of the world. Right. Let's like let's just you know play something that feels good and feels right. Uh, cohesive. Um, Jeff said, "Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, he's all right. He's pretty good. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but I like, like it. Just sounds like it all came together so easily. It's like it really does. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just, just and I, I really love the uh, the uh, cover uh, of the single. I'll bring it up here. Oh yeah, oh yeah, of... isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That yeah, that's in the inside of the. Uh, I know the cassette has it on the inside." 
That's Good stuff, man. There here. it is. Top of the world from Four Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Another one off that uh, beloved album that we enjoy so much, and we've heard only just a few songs from it. So we've got more to come. But until that time, let's uh, let's let's break it down. Finally, Eric Sinich, our honored guest, honored panelist, uh, friend of the show, honoree member of the show. We'll go ahead and say that you're with us. You got Top of the World. Tell me. Is it what dreams are made of, or is Oh, Eric. Eric. Oh, yes. <laughs> Eric, how could you? you You're the oh, Van Halen no. guy. Oh, no. Oh, oh wait, no. Nice. <laughs> Absolutely thumbs up. A no-brainer. Didn't even have to think about it. <laughs> Corey's got jokes, got jokes for days. So there you go. Simply put, is right no up there with Josephina. You know, oh boy, right up there, Josephina. That yeah. that's a statement. I saw that on the uh, wheel. That one's still <laughs> hanging out. I know, is, I know, yeah. I know. It just like, I, that, I so that'll be the one that didn't come up. I was like, that'll be the that'll last be one. the yeah that'll be the last one we spend because like that oh. that's just how this show has gone for us. Just like yeah. that'll oh, we'll end man. it on that note. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> What's going to happen, Mark? You're going to go to the Extreme Show. Gary's going to see your shirt. He's going to invite you backstage to ask you about it. You're going to get him on the show for our last ever episode, and we're going to spin Josephina. And he's going to have to talk about it. man. Yeah, actually, to be honest with you, I would love to get his perspective on it before I listen to it, because I I haven't heard Josephina. I don't know what I'm in for. It's about his mom. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then, what what would you what would you do, Mark, if during the concert all of a sudden you see Sharon say, "Hey, come on up," and he wants you to sing sing uh, "Beautiful Girls"? (laughs) I'd be like, "Bro, I don't know this all that well, and uh, you really don't want me singing it." It's like, can we can we do another song? Can we pick a different one? Hey, Gary, I'm a big fan. You want to sing "Beautiful Girls"? No. And then I like, nope. And then I just crowd surf, like dive stage dive into the crowd and be lost in the darkness. I'll do That's more than a, words. Can I do that oh one? Can God. I do wholeheartedly? Right. Yeah, it's like, can we, can we do that? Can we <laughs> like any, uh, literally pick another song anyway? But uh, Corey, I ask you top of oh the world. Goodness. Is it uh, in your top three or before that? Is it what dreams are made of or is the dream? Of- top three from this record top five maybe sammy van halen tunes love top of the world uh it's one of my favorite uh, sammy hagar songs i i can't tell you guys how excited i was when i heard uh, i was in saskatoon we we're just done the kiss concert when i heard that sammy had announced his tour and so i'm obviously looking is sammy coming anywhere near because he never does he's only doing 28 dates and not even like a minnesota uh like nowhere within like a two-day drive of me yeah, he, he so, just doesn't uh, like you Corey. he fucking hates really... me and i'll i'll uh, I got to talk. We're going to get uh, uh, Darren. Game, He's all yeah. about, you know, yeah. no, I, I get that. Absolutely. <laughs> but we're going to Darren and Brent from the Bogus Oda show. I'm going to try and get them on next week. We want to talk about their oh, cool. interview with Sammy Hagar. Yes, they, and, and Sammy, yeah. yes. they did. And, and they just got eighth row for the Toronto show. So nice. I'm, I'm trying like hell. Uh, I got some Air Canada vouchers. I'm ready to cash them in. And even if I got to sit on the lawn at the Budweiser <laughs> stage in Toronto, because they're doing it on the lake, it's going to be a fantastic uh, nice. show on July 31st. Nice. Uh, long weekend in Canada. It's a Wednesday night. I don't care. Uh, I got to see the show because I know they're going to play this song and I'm just going to be deliriously happy. I love the Dave era. I love the Sammy era. I just love Van Halen and I love this track. I don't see how you can download this fucking thing. It's just so damn good. 
the musicianship is top notch. Uh, if you're a fan of drumming at all, uh, the drums sound amazing. The harmonies are amazing. You, you talked about Sammy just kind of toning it down a little. Like he's not, uh, you know, on dreams. He's not taking it higher and higher and like trying to blow his voice out. Right. He could sing this song in its original key today and make it sound mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, I, I don't see how you can vote any other way, but Mark Kamire, you've surprised me before. You have not That's tipped true. your hand in this episode. You have not given us your top three uh, from Four Unlawful, other than to say right now would be in there for sure. But what is your official vote? Is this what dreams are made of, or is the dream over? You know what I Reveal. think? Reveal. I think you need to do a remastered version of those sound bites now i should right? yes really good call should. yeah i really should yeah. Yeah. but uh huge reveal yes top of the world right now pound cake those are my top three from four unlawful corner knowledge i know shocker uh everything you said everything we've we've talked about every everything in the chat like this is just a, a good a feel good van halen tune which is something that it, nobody does it better than them when they do a song that just makes you feel good and it's uplifting too like Sometimes with Dave's songs, even though it's it's like uh, party rock and it's uh, uh, very fun to listen to, like the music is is very fun. Sometimes the content is kind of you know a little bit dark or maybe a little bit drab or like oh we're looking at it from a different perspective here. Uh, not too much uh, uplifting uh, of the Dave era. There's a few, but there's not too much. Sammy though, Sammy's all about it. Like, and when he can like really nail it, he nails it. And top of the world is absolutely him nailing it. And just as I said, he's not doing anything overly flashy. He's just being Sammy. He's just singing to the song. Uh, Eddie himself is not overplaying anything in the song. He's playing. It just it's it just sounds like a natural, very uh, organic, uh, musical piece. And, you know, maybe maybe a lot went into it and we don't know about it. I don't know. We're not the rock experts. I wasn't in the studio with them, so I don't know. All I know is what it sounds like. And it sounds like they were having fun. It sounded like they were having a moment of uh, of clarity, if you will, of saying like, man, look, look what we did. This album, like, look, let's put a stamp on how proud we are of this album. Now, final stamp, top of the world. We're feeling on top of the world for a little while. But, you know, but we're on top of the world and that's a good feeling. And everyone should be so lucky to feel that way sometimes. So absolutely top of the world. What dreams are made of to the shocker of no one. And uh, the polls, I'm sure, will reflect very poorly. But oh my goodness, it, it is. But it is. And speaking of poorly, me playing this <laughs> game. That's Actually, right. No. It's time oh, to yes, play. That's right. We got to do all so, this. Mark- great. Mark Mark Meyer says that every fucking week, and he's won like the last twelve weeks. I swear, I'm on a roll. <laughs> yeah, he's destroyed everybody. So it's time to play. How many times did Van Halen perform "Top of the World" live in concert? Mark Meyer, you're yes. the defending champion. How many times do you think Van Halen performed this song? Remember, Price is Right rules. You got to get closest to without going over. Well, see now you got me up against uh, you know the, the, the man himself. That's right. So yeah, like, <laughs> I'm gonna say a number, and he's just gonna be like absolutely not it's this and just and just get it uh i'm glad right, you're starting first so i can yeah and just to be clear we're talking about van halen specifically not sammy yes, so, right not sammy i just, just throw van that halen. in there because yep, like, you good know, call. You, yeah uh <laughs> i know um all right all right i think they probably have played top of the world at the very least i think they've played it 
115 times. 115 times. All right, Eric Senich, you could go 116 just to piss him off if you think it's over. But how many times do you think Van Halen performed top of the world? Man. Um, at the 91 tour, the 93 tour, and the 95 tour, they played it nightly. I'm pretty positive, if not. On a 93 tour, I think nightly, but I could be wrong. And then the 04 tour. Scott, I'm going... What'd you say again, Mark? One, 115. Yeah. I'm going uh, 200. 200? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, well, Eric said it. Bam! Just like that. I knew it. That's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. All right. Just like that. We'll A winner. Right, right, away. What's the number? The correct answer is 301 times. Yeah, I was thinking it's really high because they played it nightly for, yep. you know, that, that whole 91 tour to support the album. And then that 91 that and live, 92 and 93 and then 95. Right. And then 2004, they played it another 79 times. So Kevin Brown guessed oh, 225. Yeah. Scott Everett guessed 300. He would, he would have won both showcases because he got within one. So yeah. Scott Everett uh, wins tonight. Uh, Michael Triplett uh, guessed 170. But yeah, Scott Everett, uh, good on you, sir. Mark Meyer is going to send you a, a sticker or something. Uh, no, Sharon. picture of himself. Sharon never ever. <laughs> nope, Sharon never did, I don't think. No. Nope. Which is interesting. They could have. Closest guest ever? I believe it is the closest guest ever. That's right. Uh, nice. Mark Kamire is going to record your answering machine message for you or something. He'll sing you a song. He'll record it for you. you, you got to have a prize for getting within one, I think. Good job, Scott. <laughs> yeah, nice. I'll, All right. I'll I, I uh, send you a recording of me singing the uh, theme song to uh, The Greatest American Hero. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I know that tonight's running long. But we're not done. We're not done. Because Corey actually, is a sadist. Yes, this is the non-copyright infringed version of Best of Both Worlds. Where'd you get really this is. from? It's like a karaoke. I'll never say it is a karaoke track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tonight we're going to play Best of Both Books. I, I promise to chat. We are going to listen to 316 as well, because that was the instrumental that led into this one. But I have my copy of Red. I have my copy of Crazy from the Heat. I'm going to mix them around. I'm going to pick a page at random. I'm going to read a passage. You guys are going to tell me which book it came from. Right. All right. Your first paragraph, gentlemen, is, quote, and the ambition was to play the coolest beer bars, the coolest beer bars being in Hollywood. Which book did that come from? Dave. Dave. All right. Well, guess what? That's one point each. That came from Crazy from the Heat from David Lee Roth. Good job. All right. Just mix things around here. Let's go with number two. Hanging plants, pink towel on the floors, this kind of thing. Dolly Parton's bathroom. Who was describing Dolly Parton's bathroom? <laughs> oh, which that's... one of them could have made it into Dolly Parton? I'm going to say that's that's Sammy. I'm going with right, Well, the correct answer is David Lee Roth. Okay. Yeah, Eric Sinich, you're up two to one. By the way, it's best of five, so Eric said it. She gets one more right, and he will uh, win this one here. 
And be prepared because for I, the win. <laughs> that's right. I don't want to be looking up uh, quotes all night. We have another song to listen to. So talk amongst yourself while I find a good one here. I've got to leak through these books. I mean, it makes perfect sense that uh, Dave would be the one to inspect Dolly Parton's dressing. <laughs> of course. Of how, course are you, Dave. how are you, Dolly? <laughs> All right. Our third quote. In the end, we were so late delivering the tapes that the album couldn't come out until a week after the first scheduled date on the tour. Which book did that come from? I'm sticking uh, with Sammy. Can you read it again? One more. You time. betcha. And by the way, we're going to play uh, up to five. So, Mark, you still have some opportunities right. here. Okay. In the end, we were so late delivering the tapes that the album couldn't come out until a week after the first scheduled date on the tour. That's that's Sammy, and and I think it's uh, I think it's referring to OU one too. Okay. And Mark, who did you guess? Sammy. You're both correct. Okay. Is he referring Both, to OU812? Do we know? Is he... I believe he is. Yeah. Hard to say because I'm literally just flipping to random pages in both okay. books. So Yeah, I, I could be wrong. <laughs> All right. So far, it's close. Yeah, you're one up. All right. Your next quote. Oh, Scott At might four... be right. I think 5150 is he saying. It might have been that album. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. All right. Next quote. At four o'clock, we roller skated up to a phone booth, called the manager and said, I can make it. Massive hysterical dash to put together the airplane flights and the visas. (laughs) Who? Which book does that come from? Dave. Yeah, Dave. You're both correct. David Lee Roth, crazy from the heat. All right. All right. Eric Sinich, you were at four. Mark Kamire, you were at three. Eric can win it all right here. But Mark, if you get it and he doesn't, uh, you will force uh, another question here. Ooh, I can force a sudden death. It's not going to happen, but maybe. Your next quote. At this point in my career, I felt comfortable doing anything. I didn't care about my so-called image. Who said that? Sammy Hagar. Eric? Sammy. You're both correct. So, Eric Sandage, you won it. Five to four. Good job, my friend. Not shocked, I got to say. We right. haven't played nope, that button. Not shocked at all. Yeah. I'm more shocked that uh, I uh, held out as, as close as I did. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you're, you've been doing pretty good at games, but uh, best of both books we haven't played in a while. But you, you held up valiantly yeah. uh, against the legendary Eric Sandage. And now, Eric, as your reward... Uh, we're going to listen to 316. What do you say? Yes, yes. Let's do, do it.
is it just me or does anyone else get Mark Knopfler vibes from his guitar work in the princess bride? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good like, call. Good call. Absolutely. Something, something in like the way it's either the way the notes Eddie's hitting or just uh, the way he's playing it. But yeah, it just it reminds me a lot of those you know, bing, 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 bing from yeah. uh, Princess Bride. <laughs> but I love that. I've just I've always enjoyed that track, and I've had that association in my brain for years. Love it. Love it. Uh, yeah. Why don't you well, tell the, us about uh, three sixteen? There. Yeah, you're the expert. Yeah, Eddie played it uh, when Val was pregnant. He would play it for her, um, basically like playing it to the baby in the stomach. And uh, he played it uh, live without a net, you'll hear it. So he had the piece already written. But uh, then when it came time to doing For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, she said, let's put it on there and let's call it 316. At, at March 16 is when Wolfie was born. And Wolfie's, he used it when he got married recently. He used that uh, walking down the aisle. That was the song that was played. Hell yeah, fellow March baby. What's up, Wolfie? Yeah. Scott Everett, I did the same thing. Uh, not going to lie, he held the speaker up to my wife's stomach when she was pregnant nice. with both my girls and played this. Just a beautiful piece of music. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. It really is. Is. yeah. And it You're works up, it, it, up yeah, against it top of the world. It's interesting. You, they're they're mm -hmm. so different, that, but it's, it works so well. 100%. It's inconceivable. 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 And how about how about guys? We're getting close to uh uh Darren Falchowitz's new book coming out soon. I'm David Lee. Oh, you you got to get him on the show? Yeah, I want to get him on for sure. For sure. You got it. I haven't talked yeah. to those guys in a while. Yeah, we got to get them back yeah. on the show. But yeah, the bogus yeah. owner uh, boys I'm working on, hopefully in the next week or two. Uh, we can get them on the show to talk about Sammy and the new tour and the collection. There's so much Sammy news right now. Love to get a lot of Sammy on. news. I know some of there's going to, there's a large portion of our audience and then the people that just listen to troll that are very, very upset. I'm sure. But uh, them's the bricks and you're just going to have to make do because uh, it's all a part of the, uh, the fan Halen umbrella as far as we're concerned. And we're still trucking along. We still got some tracks to go. Uh, tonight was top of the world and a bonus 316 with uh, one of our absolute favorite guests and honoree panelists of the show, Eric Sinage. Eric, man, always a pleasure. Always love having you. So uh, please, please do. Uh, first of all, come again. We'll have more shows. We've, we've, yeah, we're not man. done yet. We still got lots to do. Still got uh, live shows to do once we finish some albums. So hopefully uh, we look forward to having you return there. Uh, please. Let the people know if they don't already, because we plugged uh, we plugged it to hell at the beginning of the show. But go ahead and plug it some more. Tell them yeah, what the, you got going on, where they can find you. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Um, always love being on. Uh, VHND.com, of course, is the, the the website to go to for all the Van Halen news. There's been quite a bit, and I want to thank Darren Paltrowitz because he's been contributing a lot. The um, Joseph Sikora, I, I had never seen this show, a Stars Network show called Power. Uh, he's a huge David Lee fan. <laughs> but everybody, and so many people have been contributing uh, to the VHND site. So uh, thanks to everybody who's been helping. But yeah, VHND.com, VanHillenStore.com, and of course, BookdownRock.com. Just had an episode with uh, Triumph singer, guitarist Rick Emmett. Uh, had a a great talk uh, about Kiss turning 50, Corey, with uh, nice. Martin Popoff, uh, the author Martin Popoff, who uh, it is interesting because he did talk about, he had a quote that made Ultimate Guitar uh, website uh, 
my friend Greg Prado, who writes for them, he he pulled a quote from Martin about what Kiss will do after Gene and Paul are done, and he he actually feels that he, we they should take like well known musicians and put the makeup on them, <laughs> which is interesting. Um, trying to think of the actual quote that he said, but here it is. What did he say? Um, you know, taking guys like he even said Wolfgang. He would like to see Wolfgang join a future, <laughs> a future kiss. Um, that would be hilarious. Yeah, uh, he says I could see a Metallica member in Kiss, maybe. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, like so, I, I can see Rob. I guess just as like a joke. Like I yeah. feel like Rob would do it. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, Actually, and you know what? Keep an eye out for, uh, I was a guest on my weekly mixtape, and there's a guy you guys, you should have on. He's a big Van Halen fan, and his podcast is all about picking the ideal mixtape. And so mm. we, we had to come up with the ideal Van Halen mixtape, so he's going to be running that soon. So looking forward to that. I think that's all I got, guys. Yeah, well, that sounds fun. Sounds uh, not completely unlike a, another show that dives into making the ultimate mixtape like backtracks aerosmith starring yeah. Corey morissette himself one of his many uh podcasting uh, uh ventures and uh, he's only growing it's only going to get further and further along until there is nothing more than the cmpu uh and speaking of that Corey, please let the people know where they can find uh these these shows that you're a part of and what shows they can also expect well, I got to tell you, I'm in danger of being Chaz, uh, being Chaz, being passed by Chaz because he's got That's so true. many shows out now. I, I got to think of like one he or two He is more. rocking it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. He's killing it right now. So let's go through. Oh, Scott Haskin feels attacked for some reason. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, I tell you what, uh, a mixtape show uh, that's uh, never been done before, except on our show, Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited with myself and Scott Haskin, where we're uh, endeavoring to create the ultimate Aerosmith uh, mixtape. It's a great format. I'm really glad this guy's doing it with other bands because it's a, such a great idea to come up with a mixtape for all these different artists and like what best represents those artists that you would put on a mixtape. Would Top of the World make it? Uh, it'd make it on mine, uh, Van Halen mixtape. I don't know about you two, but it'd certainly make mine. Uh, let's see. Other shows on the Deep Dive Podcast Network. We have uh, Backtracks Theme Music with myself and John Mariano. Uh, backtracks. Uh, I, I should do another backtracks. What, what should I do? Uh, we talked about ABBA. Should I do a backtracks? Um, Freedom's <laughs> Clearwater yeah, Revival you... Revisited. I don't know. Oh, Give wow. me a band. Let's do revival Revisited. Actually, yeah. Revival Revisited actually sounds really cool, and I would tune in for that. <laughs> Here you go. Coming soon to the CMPU. But uh, we also have uh, myself and Kevin Brown. Oh, I'd love ZZ Top. They might be the band we cover on season two of the Ultimate Catalog Clash. Uh, Kevin Brown and I, we've already wrapped up uh, Genesis. The uh, We Can't Dance episodes have started airing this week. We have four of them. And then uh, we're going to reveal the winner of who won the Ultimate Catalog Clash. Uh, And then whoever wins between myself and Kevin gets to pick the artist uh, for season two. We've already recorded that show. I know who it is. And I know one of you, I think, is going to be very happy with who we selected. Uh, but that's coming up in season two in a few weeks. Uh, Kevin Brown, uh, the amazing leprechaun Kevin Brown, also does the uh, Tom Petty Project. Uh, he's covering Into the Great Wide Open, I believe, right now. Yeah. Uh, fantastic yeah. show. Uh, Kevin and Randy Woods also do uh, Seaside Pod Review, covering all things Queen. Uh, Scott Haskin, of course, has Uriah Heap, uh, the Magician's Podcast, where he covered every single recorded thing 
uh, Uriah Heap ever did, including answering machine messages, uh, you name it. Uh, he's, he's done an episode on it all. I think it's 6,000 episodes uh, on that show. Uh, completely archived for your enjoyment until they release another record or uh, a tweet or whatever. He's going to talk about it. Uh, Nate and John, of course, at the Deep Purple Podcast. The Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered. Terry T-Bone Matthew at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side. Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods. Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge. Eric and Jonathan and Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Madman, the ultimate Aussie, pack at, uh, Aussie podcast I saw today. Uh, they actually got Jack Osborne on their show. Yeah, So uh, you guys, wow, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So everybody go check out Diary of the Madman and that Jack Osborne interview. That's going to be fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, then we have Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priest cast. Clay and Rye at the North by South podcast. Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pot, So What. Quidnit and Volume for All. Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast. Chaz and Greg finished up regarding Lulu, thank God. Uh, Chaz and Chats are currently doing Rush Rash. Uh, great show, check them out there. And Chaz and Wolfie are now doing Regarding Roger. Episode 3, I believe, dropped this week. Uh, regarding mm -hmm. Roger Waters. And then we have some of our favorite like-minded shows, like the Sean Geek and Fast Fred Podcast. You're All Doomed, a Friday the 13th podcast. Of course, the DLR cast, the bogus Oda show. Go check out our good friends at those casts. Talking Dave Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar. Booked on Rock, of course, with the legendary Eric Senich. Dissect that film. Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. And Pot of Thunder. Uh, Tom is suggesting Night Ranger. Night so Ranger. There Backtracks go. Night Ranger. Back there you go. I would Ranger. do that. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Backtracks there Kings. Fuck, I don't got that kind of time. Kings have done 48 records. Fun. And only three are worth listening to. So that would be a real slog, I think, to do the entire case. That, uh, that sounds like your next show, Kevin. So, you know, it's like at this <laughs> point, it's a, it's a competition between between Chaz, Corey, and Kevin, and Kevin on how many yeah. podcasts they can all collectively perform until uh, one one is left. There can be only one. It's a game of Highlander, but it's the podcasting Ooh. game. So yeah, there you go. You got three Celestials devouring Kevin's all the, the podcasting world. How about a backtracks? How about a backtracks Vinnie Vincent? You know, that's that would oh, just, just invasion or recovering his uh, few albums with Kiss too. You take. Go ahead. Whatever you whatever you feel. Dealer's choice. There it is. <laughs> hey, if hey, I get yeah. to talk about lick it up, I'd be happy. I think Chaz can chime in. Did I did I read something? A headline mm -hmm. that said Getty and uh, Alex are actually open to maybe yeah. doing more rush stuff. They got a yeah, that was a headline. Okay, what would what did they say? Yeah, but he just said, yeah, they they would be open to, uh, you know, they they kind of got together and jammed a little bit. They did the the uh, um, Taylor Hawkins tribute, and uh, you know they yeah, they played like yeah, YYZ, right. I think, and a couple other songs. They kind of got the itch going again, and they've, uh, I guess, you know, just kind of jammed every once in a while and right. thought, yeah, we might be able to go out and do some. It's kind of a touchy subject when a member dies, especially a pivotal member yeah. of the band like uh yeah, yeah. neil peart well, you're like okay yeah. what the fuck do you do after that like how do you replace neil peart right like well, at least wrote, with john bottom you replace him with jason bonham makes a little bit of sense but yeah i mean he wrote the lyrics and the music you know the music was, yeah. was a big part of the music yeah he was yeah that's interesting but yeah who would they have as a, as a drummer i would say um dave uh, i'd say i'd say the answer is uh you don't replace him what you do yeah. is invite other drummers and basically make it kind of like this uh roulette of of drummers come in and like plays on different songs okay. you know you like you don't you don't have one specific guy maybe you have one drummer that does a couple of songs and then like interchange them um 
I wasn't going to make that joke, Tom, about Kevin being too short to be Kurgan, but you said it, not me. Um, well, Kevin so, is bad. Yeah, that, the rampant heightism is a disgrace. Oh no. I I agree. You know, as a as a short king <laughs> myself, I I, ha- I must agree. Um, but yeah, that, that's thinking, my um, yeah, that's my idea. Get a revolving door of like Mike really Portnoy. solid musicians. In Mike Portnoy would be good. Yeah, he just he rejoined did. Dream Theater. Which he did. Yeah. Didn't think, yeah. We didn't think that would ever fucking happen, but right. Right, here it is. So, but yeah, Portnoy would be great. Danny Carey would be fantastic. Uh, you know, Grohl absolutely and then yeah. uh yeah just i think i think they should do that i think they should just get rufus like, taylor uh, yeah rufus the there uh, yeah josh why freeze not? why not because josh freeze you know, absolutely yeah. yeah he does everything else so yeah. travis barker <laughs> could he do some tommy lee oh, travis, i know uh, travis could. kevin brown loves tommy lee he's his favorite drummer i bet you he could do some rush <laughs> couldn't he <laughs> Oh, Tommy, I don't know. Tommy would have a tough time uh, keeping up, you know, when he's lugging all that extra weight around all the time. So just all that extra junk. junk. You That's know, right. Like, yeah. Only Tommy Lee and Eric Senich can relate to that, boys. <laughs> Who told you? How'd you um, find out? I've seen the, the pictures. Uh, the, the BDE, as the, as the kids call it these days. So speaking of BDE, uh, you know who's got some oh, uh, some man. big old uh, D energy there is uh, is the patrons because we have a Patreon. We've talked about it. I'm gonna keep talking about it. And uh, there's nothing we love more than the uh, the input and the support we get from our patrons, such as Matt Lacoste, Nate from the Deep Purple Podcast, our friend Rave of Flav, Josh Caldwell, Greg Zito, Michael Griffith, Chaz Charles, Sean McGinnity, Kevin Brown, Per Lineker. Scott Monroe, Ryan Powell, Jeff Brewer, Ben Andriozzi, Tom Armbruster, Scott Everett, Heath McCoy, Janice Risco, Brad Gould, Michael Triplett, and Davey Lee Smith. Once again, all of you, so much thank you for all your support, keeping the lights on for us, you know, helping us uh, continue the drive. And uh, if you want us to keep on going, let us know. And if you guys want to uh, be part of the journey, uh, if you don't want to see us go yet, we still got some songs to cover. We still got some live shows to do, so it's not going to be anytime soon. We're we're, we're knee deep in season two right now, but uh, where we go after that is entirely up to you guys. So make your voices heard. Let us season know three. what you want us to do. Season three. That's right. We, that's right. Oh my God, we're in season three now, you guys. I'm I'm crazy. I can't even keep it up. So so uh, if you want us to uh, reach a I don't know if we can reach a season four at this point, but uh, you never know. We'll see. Um, like I said, let us know. Let us hear it. Uh, go to podcastwillrock.com if you want to uh, check out the backlog of episodes in case you missed any. But also, that's where our merch store is. I keep saying, uh, get, a, get a shirt, not just, uh, not just for us, but for you. Get a shirt because we've got some lovely designs, uh, mostly done by our friend Kevin Brown, that are hilarious to me. Uh, full of inside jokes. If you've been listening to the show uh, any length of time, most of those shows are those jokes you will get. So why not wear it on a shirt? I'm dead serious when I say I want an army of apologies <laughs> to Gary shirts just out there, out in the wild. I, I really want him to just to be aware uh, because I don't know. I just think that would be hilarious to me. I don't think he would find it funny. I, I don't know. I don't know. The key here is to find out um, because that's that's just the kind of chaos I like to live in sometimes. So head on over to our uh, website, check out our T public store. We've got lots of great merch there. Uh, um, great shirts. Hey, you can turn those shirts into hoodies. It's getting cold out there. If you're in Canada, like my podcasting partner, it's already probably 
effing freezing. So uh, yep. get you a hoodie. Warm, yeah, warm yourself with a hoodie. Get two. Why not? Just, just get the complete collection of podcastable rock wear, and uh, and it'll, it'll make us smile. It'll make us laugh, and it'll confuse Especially your neighbors. Yep. Especially if you're watching on video, there, there it is, right there. There's what's the that Alex one? What's the Alex shirt? Alex Van Hyundai. Oh, Alex Van Hyundai. That was an, an off-color remark we made on the show. Like Alex probably drives a Hyundai. Oh, and uh, Alex. So Hyundai. Kevin Brown. And- yeah, Johnny on the spot. That's great. As a Hyundai driver myself, I advocate it. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Get get some of those. Uh, Eric um, Senich oh. is in the uh, Manifest Club. He called his shot. Yes, yes, yeah. you're Wear right. Proudly, yeah. Never. I, do, I really. I need to grab call. one of these. Yeah, I got to figure yeah. out which one I want to get. I know which one you want. You want uh, a <laughs> certified Van Halen expert? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that one's that one's literally yours. So there you yeah, go. That's, yeah, that's just... one you need. Yeah, you need the like, one with the dustbuster on it, just because that's like that's a deep cut joke at this point, but it's hilarious to me still. Who's this um, arrogant asshole with the Van Halen expert shirt. <laughs> How about a ejaculate and evacuate t-shirt? Oh, that God, lovely design. That's the, yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> that's the perfect one right there. That's that's yeah. definitely going on the. That's my favorite. Going on the Christmas. <laughs> the holidays are approaching, you guys. You got get yourself some uh, podcast or rock merch. Uh, get that it. Get it for your, uh, your kin and uh, your friends. Play splat and bone. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. I'm gonna get that to wear uh, when uh, this uh, this Sammy show comes around uh, to Nashville. Oh, I'm gonna wear that one, <laughs> and he's gonna be like, "Hopefully, he'll see." Or maybe I can get. Uh, I think I still got some pool with some people at Bridgestone, so maybe like at the very least, I can hand a shirt. It's like just show Sammy this shirt. I just, I think, I just want him. I just want him to see it. I think who did we who do we make the request to? Is it Kevin who makes these designs? Kevin Brown. Yep, he's our uh, t-shirt I, designer. I, I think I got I got one. How about? I've been in David Lee Ross temporary sex office. Yes. Oh, we God. need a temporary sex office <laughs> t-shirt, Kevin Brown. Get on it. I put in like three requests. He hasn't done any, the lazy bastard. Guys, if I don't He's a busy guy. Surprise, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's been doing like five podcasts. Journal- like journalism on that. Uh, that Guaranteed that Pulitzer. Yeah. You know, temporary sex. real hard at that. Temporary Nobody sex. does the hard hitting. Like, well, I, what did I tell you? Walter Cronkite has nothing on you. No one does hard hitting news like Eric Senich. Who else broke the temporary sex office right? story? Yeah. I like, mean, Jesus Christ. It wasn't Cronkite. Well, what it, else Walter. do I got to do to get a Pulitzer? Oh, God. Who do I got to blow to get a Pulitzer? (laughs) There's the t shirt. Who do I got to blow to get a Pulitzer? Who do I got to blow to get a Pulitzer? It's just the face of Eric. It's just like, you know. Me doing my raw thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Definitely let us let us know out there if you want that t shirt to make its appearance in our merch store because I certainly do. So, and then I want to see after the apologies to Gary shirts. I want to see an army of you guys wearing that shirt. So be on the lookout. Holiday seasons are approaching. You need to get some merch. So that'll do it on behalf of Eric Sinich and Corey Morissette and myself. Another uh, a twofer episode, special one, all for you guys, because that's just the the way the wheel spins, and that's just the way we roll. Because we are, and the podcast will rock, and we will rock you later. Later.